Thank you for tuning in to the Royals in Action broadcast today. Your participation means a lot to us. The essence of this program is to educate you on how to apply the Word of God practically to bring about positive outcomes in your daily situations. And joining us for this insightful journey is R.K. Achina. I want you to pick up your Bibles and go to Luke 5, verse 1 through to 7. Luke 5, verse 1 through to 7. And there you will identify the assignment that the Holy Spirit has espoused unto me to share with you today. And by the way, it is good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see all of you here. All right. So Luke 5, verse 1 through to 7. I read. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out of and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Amen. Amen. I have no other agenda but to share with you what God has shared with me and to encourage you and grow after this. Amen. But for the next few moments, I'm going to be talking to you on the subject after doing all you could. After doing all you could. There are interesting things here in this text we just read that can enlighten us. So let's study the first part of the fifth verse. And Simon said, Master, we have toyed all night and have caught nothing. Here Peter was talking out of frustration. He and his crew had been fishing in the lake of Gennesaret for several hours. They flung the nets in the shallow water at different angles applying all their years of experiences all their skills all the techniques of fishing and still caught zero fishes so certainly they had tried everything in the books but still got nothing they got nothing i don't know about you but there's this unpleasant frustrating circumstance you might experience at some point in life where you've done all you can and not gotten any better and if you've been there before you realize how so crashing and agonizing that is and and, and to be honest with you What's terribly hurtful is when you've spent a fortune on doctors trying to get rid of cancer, the fibroid, the stroke, or whatever sickness you have, and it's still futile. 
no fruitful results at all and nothing seems to work especially when you've read the books been to therapy and all the seminars workshops forums and still stuck with the emotional trauma the depression and the terrible memories of your past it's so tough and dreadful isn't it it is and if you've been there before you can perfectly relate to the frustration and the unhappiness Peter and his colleagues were going through here he said master we've done all we could all night long and caught nothing man sometimes misfortune comes crashing down on us misfortunes we may have created ourselves or misfortunes that were sent on our path to better us after we overcome it and maybe you are in one right now and want to give up already giving up by going to church no longer by throwing your bibles away by confining yourself and being bitter with everybody else and i get it i get it because you just can't seem to understand why nothing is working for you especially when you've said all the prayers fasted all you could read all the scriptures been to the deliverance and healing line for all these years and have seen no glimpse of the breakthrough no glimpse of the of the miracle no glimpse of the blessing that you have long been waiting for man it's tough before anything else just take a moment and check the test we looked at and figure out what would have happened to peter and all his co-fishers if they gave up hope and went home that day that would have been one heck of a tragedy wouldn't it it would let's quickly consider some practical steps to take after doing all you could the first step is you want to write it down restoring your hope restoring your hope normally your breakthrough is closer when you have compelling urges to give up <laughs> you didn't get me did you i said sometimes when you're an inch close to that much anticipated miracle that's when the devil intimidates you to call it quits the very moment you are one step closer to that opportunity that promotion or that contract that's when the devil tries to persuade you persuade you that the lord has forsaken you that it's too late that he can't deliver you and that just just back down and that you better off crying than trying once he terrifies you like that then your hope in the lord diminishes then he overpowers you with grief fear and anxiety and then you see what the devil has been suggesting you say that i'm too sinful to be saved i'm so weak to overcome this it's not god's will to heal me no 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 stay right there and quit listening to the devil spewing lies is what he does best don't give up yet don't drop out yet don't yield yet for your long expected breakthrough is closer than you think and your god is coming oh you didn't hear that i said your god is coming 
He's coming and will not tarry. It might not look like it, but He's coming. Your God shall come and will not keep silent. A fire shall devour before Him, and it shall be very tempestuous all around Him. Isaiah 35 verse 3 says, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the dead shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For water shall pass forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The patch ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. Your God is coming. I said your God is coming. Your Lord is coming. Can you exercise some faith right now? I need you to talk back to the devil, to that sickness, to that problem, to that mountain. Aye, to that barrenness, to that situation that your Lord is coming. Oh, my Lord is coming. That I refuse to give up. I refuse to throw in the towel. I refuse to surrender. I refuse to back down. For my Lord is coming. He's coming to save me today. I'm getting my breakthrough today. I'm getting my healing today. I'm getting my blessings today. And devil, you are restoring to me every single blessing you stole from me hallelujah after doing all you could number one restore your hope don't give up number two be willing to submit be willing to submit after doing all you could you must be submissive you might as well add this phrase to it to put it in the right perspective even when it makes no sense at all even when it makes no sense at all someone said faith is trusting God even when life doesn't make sense how true how true up to now I'm yet to understand why most people could believe in the illogical things the eyes can see but have trouble believing in the illogical things the eyes cannot see i don't get it i just don't get it for example no one knows how a bicycle stays upright but we believe and ride it anyway don't we we do did you know that a bicycle staying upright while riding makes no sense at all did you know that so far no science has explained why a bicycle stays upright and yet we turn over our precious lives to an artificial two-wheel vehicle not recognizing the science behind it it's mind-blowing it is but we move so if we could trust natural things that make little or no sense at all why do we struggle to do the same thing for god why do we have to always want it to make sense before we believe well it's my humble prayer that we all learn to submit to god's word by the end of this service amen you might have probably asked yourself this question before why does it have to take so long to get my miracle 
Why does it have to take five years, 10 years, 15 years to get my miracle? Can't God speed up the process? Why can't he just expedite it for me? Why can't he just heal me or deliver me sooner? These questions are very logical questions because I've asked those questions before. But the right question here is, have you also taken some time to ask yourself what you're doing wrong? Man, this self-evaluating question, what am I doing wrong, can enlighten you, trust me. That should get your mind thinking, analyzing some facts in your head and evaluating your actions to see if it's actually your strategies that are ineffective and give you some answers. Sure enough, we are the ones constantly quick to complain. We are the ones constantly quick to whine and blame God for our calamities and troubles when it's us doing something wrong. Let's just say you wake up one Saturday morning and before anything else you pick up your phone and order a pepperoni pizza. You order some wings and maybe some fried turkey all in one package. <laughs> so after five minutes you got like a notification, your order is on the way. While you are waiting, you decide to put on the home theater, increase the volume to about 100% and dance to some electrifying rock music, right? In less than one hour, the delivery guy got to the front of your house, knocking and knocking and knocking so loud in your door that your neighbors could hear about you. While all these are happening outside, you are inside jamming and dancing to the music and complaining that the delivery is taking so long. Now, would you say that it is the vendor that delayed you? A big no, no, you delayed yourself. The pizza guy got to your house on time, knocked on the door, but you couldn't receive your package. Why didn't you receive it? Because you were busy doing the wrong thing. And that's what we do sometimes. We are always hoping to receive the miracle our way and not God's way. As so often, we make God seem like a slow God when he's not slow at all. Have you ever attempted to fix a pair of town jeans or a car only to find that the results were worse than before? You likely invested hours of time and effort into the task only to be left frustrated. However, when you leave it to the experts, you get a job done perfectly and much faster. So why not make the most of the expertise and avoid wasting your precious time and energy? God has not and is not and will never be a slow guy. He is never early, he is never late, but he is always on time. He's always on time. Amen. When Abraham received the promise, he was 75 years old. But the Bible tells us he was 100 years when, when Isaac was born. And this implies that Abraham had to wait for a good 25 years to get the promise. Why wait that long? Don't get me wrong here. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying receiving answers from God doesn't involve waiting. I'd be wrong if I said that because the Bible says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. 
Patience is super important, but to wait for a breakthrough for 5, 10, 20 years, man, that would make God a slow God. But our God is never a slow God. The reason Abraham had to wait for 25 years was that he was trying to fulfill the promise his way. Sarah offered her maid Hagar to Abram and he got her pregnant. But you see, God knew what Abram was doing wrong. His faith was wavering and it's by faith that we inherit the promises. Therefore, God had to step in and get Abram some faith. Here's how God did it. He changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. And you know, faith comes by hearing. So each time his friends and families called him Abraham, that reminded him that he's the father of many nations. So as Abraham kept hearing, it didn't take a year and the promised child was born. Amen. You have to trust in the Lord with all your heart, trust in his ways and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. The reason the breakthrough is taking so long is that you're doing something wrong. Now let's return to our original test. Luke chapter 5 the verse number 4 when he had stopped speaking he said to Simon launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch now notice something here Jesus who's known in the city as a carpenter is leading Peter to put out his net for a catch in the deep water normally this wouldn't sit right with a professional fisher with years of experience like Peter who knows the best way to catch fish is during the daytime in the shallow water, not the deep water at night. Hence what Jesus was telling Peter here was directly contrary to what years of experience had taught him. Are you catching this? This instruction seemed utterly nonsense to Peter when you think about it. And given Peter's frustration at that point, arising from being unproductive the whole day he had the tendency to question Jesus that who are you to tell me what to do who are you to tell me how to do my job yet he didn't notice his response in verse 5 and Peter answering said unto him master we have toyed all the night and have taken nothing nevertheless of thy word I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. I want you all to underline the word master in this verse. Now, the Greek word translated master here is epistatis, and it means chief, a commander, an overseer master. <laughs> Peter is basically acknowledging the authority of Jesus here instead of just his instructions. Are we clear? Peter is saying that, Lord, I'm going to do this not because of what you said, 
but because of who you are. <laughs> that's authority, that's humility. Whenever God tells us to do something, we do it not on account of what he says, but on account of who he is. <laughs> He's our chief. He is the commander. He is our overseer commander. Amen. That way we'll be ready to do what he says, whether it makes sense or not. Think about it. When a captain commands a soldier to jump off a cliff, the soldier hardly ever thinks twice about it. The soldier is never reluctant. He's never unsure. He does exactly what the captain said. Not on the account of the command, but on account of his authority. <laughs> we need to follow Peter's example here. That master, we've toyed all night. Nevertheless, at thy word. Master, I've applied to all the jobs. Nevertheless, at thy word. Master, I've been through hell and back, nevertheless, at thy word. Master, I've suffered abuse and maltreatment from my family and friends, nevertheless, at thy word. Master, I've been fighting this addiction for over 20 years and have failed again and again and again, nevertheless, at thy word. Once you do this, you are saying, Master, I'm willing to humble myself and submit to your authority. It doesn't matter what experience has taught me or has helped me believe. It doesn't matter my level of education. I don't give a pain about my expertise or my job rank. I lay all of them aside and receive your instructions. Lord, the instructions doesn't have to make sense to me before I believe. I don't care about what people would say when I do it. I don't care what I would lose once I do it. I don't care how that would affect my self-image and my ego. I'm ready for your instruction. You can't depend on your knowledge anymore. You can't depend on your experience anymore. You can't depend on your own wisdom because the wisdom of this world is foolishness unto God and the wisdom of God is foolishness unto man. For how can a jawbone of a donkey kill a thousand men? It's completely ridiculous in our eyes. How can a sound of a trumpet break walls of Jericho? How can a mere human hand stop a glorious sun? This is pure foolishness in the sight of man. But in the sight of the Lord, it is wisdom. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable and how unthinkable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Christ is the power and wisdom of God. Since you have Christ, you have the power and wisdom of God. Hallelujah! Thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey today. Before we wrap up, subscribe to our podcast so you're kept in the loop about our next amazing episodes. To join our community or support our ministry, 
click the link in the description or visit royalsinaction.org. Until next time, Royals in Action is here to remind you to embrace your destiny as a chosen channel of God's royalty. God bless you.